Welcome. Today is May 10th. It's a Tuesday, 2022. And today on the Teensy Leader Podcast, we have Miss Lauren Shaw. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How's it going, Lauren? Uh, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Not too bad. Welcome to our studio. It's uh, it's really impressive, actually. I'm you, very jealous. Yeah, that, you can come over anytime. Yeah, it's um, yeah, this is like my dream right here. It's your dream. That's that's right. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your dreams, your aspirations, your age, your pronouns, your everything. My Just age. go for it. Oh, okay. So Go this for is, it. That's a funny thing um, that you want to know my age. Someone told me the other day that I look older than I than I am. So you know that was that was a little touchy. We'll not go with the age, but uh, so um, about me, I get so I didn't think you were going to ask me about me. Honestly, I thought we were just <laughs> talking about the show, so I'm a little thrown off. Uh, so, but yeah, that makes sense that you would ask that. Um, so yeah, my name's Lauren. Uh, I'm a writer. I also have directed things. Uh, I've produced things. I act in things as we will talk about very shortly. I'm so I'm sure. Um, and, uh, I also, uh, am super interested in voice work and stuff. So that's why this is like, this is like a fantasy to be in an actual sound booth you know, with all the fancy equipment and stuff, because I tried to do that at my house. It didn't. It didn't work out so well. Uh, I just don't have the space for it. But, um, but yeah. So that's me. Pronouns are she, her. You know, hey you. I also respond to that. That's that's good. Uh, but yeah, that's is that it? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I guess I guess that's it. So I've uh, I've known you now for oh gosh, th- two three years. Is it three? Is it going on three? Two. It's like two, two and years. a half. Because we, we met at the beginning of 2020, right before the world. It was like 2019-ish, right? No, it was, it was the beginning of 2020. It was beginning like literally beginning of yeah. 2020. January. Mm-hmm. 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 That's right. Yeah. Um, and in that time, gosh, so you, you have, uh, you did a lot of things like at the beginning of 2020 and you were going for it. Yeah. The pandemic hit. <laughs> I guess this is a little bit of segue into uh, what we're truly here to talk about, because Lauren doesn't matter for some reason. <laughs> I just I just feel very put on the spot. Yeah. I thought, you know, we were just going to talk about the show and then, you know, Lauren's very talented. And that's all you really need to know. Um, so, yeah, in 2020, there was a show that you had tried out for um, yes. at Good Luck Macbeth. And that show kind of was put on hiatus until recently yeah so we were supposed to go up i believe in may of 2020 because mm-hmm. it was it was going to be noises off in march we were going to do like march to april i think that was the end of the run and then dive right into the revolutionists which would open in may but we all know how that turned out so you know um noises off got cut short and then the revolutionists got pushed and we weren't sure if it was ever going to come back. Um, and then in, I think it was October, I got a text that was like, hey, just so you know, like, hold, hold these dates. We might be going up in early to mid-2022. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it was uh, it was very exciting. That, that, that was October 2021 that you got that yeah, text? Yeah, yeah. And so ever since then, I've just been like, oh, my gosh, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? And then in in uh, when did we start rehearsals? I think it was in March. We actually started rehearsals and it was like, finally. So, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very, very excited to be finally putting this show up. It's fantastic. Yeah, I should probably uh, mention. So Noises Off, um, Lauren was in Noises Off at the beginning of 2020. I was stage managing. That's where we met. Um, and you were very good in that. It only ran for about two weeks. If you were uh, privileged enough to get to get in there in those two weeks, yeah, I think we got six shows in. It was really good. It six. was a really good show. It was a really good production of Noises Off. Uh, Lauren played Vicky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brooke slash Vicky. Brooke right? Vicky. Yeah. Brooke Vicky. Yeah. Um, and you were gonna jump right into Revolution. So, so tell me, 
a little bit about the show. Uh, I know you've had the script now for two something years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so the show is shockingly complex. Um, like when I first read it, it was like, oh yeah, it's about these women in the French Revolution. You know, it seemed very cut and dry back in 2020. You know, but then again, I was also like getting ready to put on another show. And so like I read it and I was very into it, but I didn't really fully grasp it. Mm -hmm. And we did a, like a dramaturgy session early on in the rehearsal. Yeah. Early on in the rehearsal process, like maybe two or three weeks in, and we all had to like research our characters and everything. And we uncovered all of this stuff because all of the, so it's about four women in the French revolution so 1793, like at the height of everything, when the beheadings were just out of control. Yeah, paint the picture. And um, yeah, guillotines were guillotines were very big those days. Mm. Um, that's actually a line from the show. Um, and so, so it's about these four women who like come together and talk about what is going on in their world in the revolution. And um, so. Three of the four women in the show are actually real historical figures. Mm. So you have Olympe de Gouges, who was a real playwright, um, a feminist playwright from from back then. Then you have Marie Antoinette. You might have heard of her. Um, <laughs> nope. Yeah. <clears throat> famous, famous queen from back oh. then. Um, yeah. And then Charlotte Corday, who... <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, lesser known, but pretty important. And it's actually, yeah, so I actually play Charlotte. Mm -hmm. She is an assassin. Oh. I don't know if you if you took, like, uh, I don't know if they show this in all art history classes, but in, in my art history class in high school, there's, like, that painting of the guy in the bathtub, and he's, like, dead, slumped over, like, with a knife wound in his chest, and he's got, like, a paper... Off to the side. I don't know if I've seen that one. It sounds okay. pretty interesting, though. It's a it's a famous famous painting. Uh, it's called like the death of Marat or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, Charlotte is the one who killed him. Uh. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so she, um, yeah. So he was a journalist at the time that was spreading a lot of like fanatical. Um, ideas and propaganda, like extremist stuff, trying to basically get people to kill this other group of people <laughs> so it, the extremists were trying to kill the more moderate group mm. um, so if you aligned yourself with the more moderate group you weren't radical enough you weren't revolutionary enough so he wanted those people to be punished or put to death because it's either on our side or you're against us so she was like this is horrifying and terrible and mm -hmm. not at all good because we don't necessarily want to swing the pendulum too far in this extreme direction um so she killed him <laughs> she she plotted it out it was a whole th very premeditated <laughs> and she went and she killed him so that's charlotte's story but nobody really knows who she is unless you like studied the French revolution. Um, so you have these three women who are actual real people. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth character in the show, um, her name in the show is Marianne Angel, but she is the, um, she's like a composite character that represents the, uh, the Haitian revolution that was going on simultaneously. Mm. So she's not a real mm. figure but she represents real people and real events and yeah so it's a really it's a comedy <laughs> which is <laughs> which is kind of hilarious because it's about people getting beheaded and assassinated and and all of this terror that's happening at the time but it's a comedy so a comedy tonight yeah so it's a it's it's funny, though, because a lot of the stuff that the, the show covers and talks about and explores, like, history repeats itself, right? Mm -hmm. So everything that was happening back then is kind of also happening again now. Yep. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily to the same extent or in the same way, 
but feminist ideas and like women having agency over their own lives and over their own bodies is still a big thing. What a revolutionary (laughs) idea. Oh my God. And then, um, and then you've got, you still do have this like very extreme, like these very extreme ideas, these very like polarizing ideas. We want the country to be run this way. We want the country to be run this way. You know, if you're not with us, you're against us, us versus them mentality, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have you have refugees, you have all the things that come along with a revolution still today. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you have feelings about what's happening in the world right now, come watch the show and have a cathartic release. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's what I'll say about that. But um but yeah, it is a comedy. It is very, very funny. Great. There, you may also cry. So, oh, you know, it's, it's one a, of those. Yeah. Uh, would you say it's more of a dramedy or a comma? Um, the comma. Well, the the playwright Lauren Gunderson was very specific. It's a comedy. So. Great. It it is a comedy. It is a comedy. Um, there are definitely some like dramatic moments. There's mm-hmm. definitely some serious heavy themes it's not for the whole family Mm. i would say it's pg-13 yeah any trigger warnings or anything like that uh without without spoils spoilers i that's hard to say i'm trying to think of like I don't know. I don't know. But I would there's definitely some bad language and there's heavy themes of like death and women not necessarily having a say in what happens to them. Oh. So that could be that definitely could be triggering for for some people. Seems to me like that's just I mean, some people's everyday life, so you know. You know. <laughs> Every day might be triggering. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. Excuse us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, it is a really powerful show, though. And and just to bring it full circle, like it's so it's very complex. Mm-hmm. Like when we first started to dive into it, we thought we had it right. And then just the more we learned and like chipped away at like the history and what does this line really mean? What is mm-hmm. this what is this scene actually trying to show? Like just piece by piece we started to uncover more and more and more about it. So um like the show is definitely a fictionalized version of true events. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if or when you come see it, um, I would, and you're interested in like what actually happened, I would definitely recommend like diving into some of the history and, and like seeing how um, Lauren Gunderson was able to kind of play with those real events and like heighten some of the intensity of things and, and change things around for the stage. Because it's pretty fascinating. Are there any uh, specific places you would suggest or just Google it? Um, I would say like probably just Googling like Olympe de Gouges and, and Charlotte Corday and Marie Antoinette. Obviously, there's the most written about her. Mm-hmm. So like you could dive in for, for days about Marie Antoinette. Um, Charlotte, there's like a couple of websites that actually talk about her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then um, Olympe as well she's got a she's got a handful of, of resources but i don't know any off the top of my head unfortunately to provide so uh i totally meant to ask you so charlotte has killed one person is that it yeah that's she... assassin of one as far as i know i mean like there wasn't a lot written about her um but marat was such a high profile uh jean paul marat is his full name um he was such a high profile character because he was like one of the leaders of this extremist group called uh, the Jacobins, the Jacobins, Jacobins, Mm -hmm. not a hundred percent sure. I think it's, I think it's Jacobins. Jacobins. Um, So he was, he was like one of the main like characters. uh, And so when she killed him, she was arrested pretty immediately. And then like three days later put to death. 
Um, so she didn't really have a chance to <laughs> kill anybody else. Spoilers. I'm, I'm, it's history. You can it's look history. It <laughs> so you're saying all four characters are dead. I, at this point, uh, I mean, you know, um, pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. Guess, I guess. Fair point. enough. Right. Seventeen ninety three. Carry the one. Yeah, were they all just uh, put to death, or did one of them like escape, have a really nice? Um, all three of the the real women in the in the story in history, um, they were murdered or well, sent to the guillotine. Sent to the guillotine. Yes. Yeah. Dang, what a statement. Executed was executed. the correct word, not murdered. Ex. Well, I mean. Off with their heads. <laughs> executed, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the the composite character, since she like represents this whole group of people, you know, not so much. But so that that character lives. I mean, I'm not gonna spoil the okay, whole show. Okay, I'll buy a ticket. I'll buy a ticket. <laughs> Jesus. But God. just historically speaking, those three women did die. Um, For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so a couple questions about the show. I guess number one, it's it's playing this week, right? You're opening this week. We open on Friday. Yeah. So we have uh, like a couple more rehearsals, and then it's there we go. <laughs> and then it's there we go. What are, what yep. are the uh, so you open on Friday today is Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> you're o- opening. We open Friday night. the thirteenth. Wow. And um, what are the dates? So it's the thirteenth, fourteenth. I'm guessing. And then we have a matinee on the fifteenth. Great. And then uh, we the next week we have Wednesday through Saturday. So I believe okay. that's, I believe it's the eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty first. Okay. And then the week after, it's just Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And what what days are those? Do you know? It's a, 26, 27, 28? Sounds right. Yeah. Sounds right. And that's at Good Luck Macbeth. Yes. Uh, in Midtown. Uh, is it West Taylor? Yes, it's on Taylor West, Street. West Taylor Street? Or just Taylor? Is it, is it West? I think it's just Taylor Street. It's on the left side. Of, yeah, I think it's West. Maybe it's called just Taylor Street, but I know it's on the west side of, of South Virginia. That is correct. Yes, west, it is west, west of well, west of Taylor. No, west of Virginia. West of Virginia. I, I can't speak anymore. West <laughs> of the, all those streets. Yeah. Um, gosh. So that's really exciting. Congratulations on uh, you. on your Hell Week. Oh yeah, it's um, it's actually been like really enjoyable. Yeah. Like, can I just talk about the wonderful women who are in the cast with me? I would love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, give some shout outs. Who's, so, like, who's in there with you? Hell Week is, like, not a thing because everyone is so wonderful to work with. And I'm not even just saying that. I'm not blowing smoke, like, for serious. Um, yesterday, actually, I was telling them how wonderful they are and, like, like we all, like, well, we all, me, started crying. <laughs> um, everyone. <laughs> everyone was crying, everyone not just me, I swear. Um, but yeah, no, okay, so, ooh, ooh, sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, it's all good. Great. Um, so Mary Bennett, <laughs> the mm-hmm. wonderful and hilarious Mary Bennett, mm-hmm. is playing Olympe de Gouge. So she is... Um, in the in the show, she's kind of the the leader of the group. It's kind of, she, it centers around her, is what I'll say. the The story centers around her and her plays and her work and what she, you know what her role is in the revolution. Um, she's phenomenal and such a joy to work with. Oh my god! Well, everyone is a joy to work with. Like yeah, seriously. But um, she cracks me up multiple times every rehearsal. Mary's um, great. Mary Brent of uh, Bruca. Yes. Of Bruca. Yes. Shout out Bruca. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have Stacy Johnson. Oh snap! <laughs> Stacy Johnson is playing Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. And if you are on the fence about seeing the show, you need to come just to see Stacy in her big ass dress with her big ass wig and her big ass personality. It is phenomenal. Um, yeah. And you'll see what I mean when you see the show, the mm-hmm. dress and the wig. It's great. Um, she is a wonderful Marie Antoinette. And, um, yeah, just a hilarious human being as well. Stacey Johnson's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to you, everyone. A yes. million shout outs. Who else can I shout out now? Who's the next one? Kiana Hamilton. 
Oh my gosh. Um, I... I believe she's new to the theater scene. She's a, I believe she's a student at TMCC right now. So she's right. like just like getting her feet wet in the community theater. Reno, toes. Yeah, Reno community theater scene. But she is like, okay, there, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a couple scenes mm. in the show where she like brings it and I'll be backstage trying my hardest not to cry because it's like, no, like I have to go on in a second and I'm not supposed to be crying, but I'll be like, oh my God. She is so powerful. It is wonderful and also wonderful human being. Um, yeah. Love your, love your last name, Kiana. Oh yeah. Love your last name. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then our director, Libby Baki. Libby, yeah. Yes. Libby's she, a sweetheart. She has been our fearless leader, fearless and funny leader, keeping our spirits light, keeping everything rolling along. Um, she's wonderful. Uh, yeah, just... I have so many wonderful things to say about her, but of course none of them are coming to mind right now when I'm trying to think of words. I... Just give it time. I'm not good being put on the spot, <laughs> apparently. Apparently not. Um, no, Libby's fantastic. Uh, she's hilarious. She is so, she makes everything really effortless. Like, you know, I don't know. I haven't done too many plays and too much theater, but I've done enough to know that, like, like she just makes everything a joy hmm. you know yeah can you um maybe elaborate on like her directing style or things things in that nature yeah so uh when we first started she said to us that she wanted it to be um like a collaborative process and she wanted hmm. us to share with her our thoughts and our feelings and our takes on things and um when there is a question or she wants to give direction about something nine times out of 10, she won't just tell us what to do. She'll be like, so how do you feel about this? What do you think the character is thinking or feeling or doing or saying? Like, what do you want to bring to this? And so it's really, um, it just makes you really feel like you're part of a team and so all of my castmates are wonderful, but then like to have Libby directing and really encouraging that sense of community, that's really special mm -hmm. um, because then it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not just here playing this character, you know, just to get it over with and get through it. It's like, no, I'm here building something with these women. I'm creating something with them. And that is, that's really special. And then the fact that like, we're all women, that's really freaking special too, because mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's, uh, it's rare to have an all female cast. Um, and it's such an intimate cast. There's only four of us. Um, you know, so yeah, it's just, it's really, Wonderful. I'm going to be very, very sad when this show is over. Yeah, it sounds very special, like a very special experience. Yeah. To, to be treasured forever. Shout out to all the women in the show. Yes. Great job. And all the women uh, in here that I'm surrounded by. Shout out to Cassie real fast, who, I mean, we're like 25 minutes in. She probably was like, there's no way that Cody would ever uh, shout me out, but... I'm going to do it all the time. She's in a show that we uh, plugged last time, Murder Ballad. Go go see it. Go look it up. We, it's, it's our last good. episode if you want to know about it. Sorry about our microphone issues. Last time, they're A-OK -okay now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. You know, when it comes to directing, I've found that I prefer the directors who are much more of um, – you know, molders, they'll, they'll mold it and let it sit and mold it and let it sit rather than someone who's a puppeteer, mm -hmm. you know, and they're trying to pull, pull your strings and make you do this and giving you line readings and, yeah, you know, there's a time and a place for line readings for sure. Like I, I get it. I myself need them. Sometimes you just don't get the context or whatever it is, but, 
um, having the collaboration, that's the word. When you said that word, I was just like, sold. She's probably great, <laughs> you know, because uh, one person can't know it all, you know. Yeah, it's um, it's really it's really been wonderful. And um, speaking of like one person not knowing it all, like because we all like researched our own characters and stuff, like we're all constantly like bringing additional context to scenes and mm-hmm. and and doing our own work on our own time to like go through the show again and be like, okay, well, what is my character actually? trying to convey here because because like the the show really is very complex it's yeah. it's um it is not a farce <laughs> it yeah. is not cut and dry it is yeah. not you know slapstick physical kind of comedy it's like like some of the jokes are are on the more obvious side but a yeah. lot of the a lot of what happens in the show is more of um like a like a a slow burn a think about mm. it kind of burn you know yeah yeah um, oh, and before I forget, I also have to shout out our awesome stage manager, Paige Tatum. Paige. Yes. Yeah. Paige is wonderful. Yes, she is. Um, she is so on top of everything. It's crazy. Get it. Yeah. Super organized. Super wonderful to work with. Um, and yeah, she just gets it done. Yeah. Yeah. All the all of the women that I in the show involved in the show are just such can I can I swear can I swear so, yeah badasses like serious badasses like every single one of us brings something so like what is the word so like you know powerful to to the production powerful powerful <laughs> that's what it is that's yes the women's power. Yeah. It cannot be stopped. That is correct. That is, that is correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. You're correct. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy about that. <laughs> oh, gosh. I had another question for you. Um, uh, oh, okay. So you, Libby, who, who else from the show was in the original production? Is it the entirety of the cast? Not that... Stacy. Stacy. Um... But I think that's it. That's uh, it. So yeah. you, you, Stacy, and Libby, mm-hmm. and then the other two roles were recast uh, yes. for the twenty twenty two season. Yes, our original Olymp and our original Marianne uh, had they were unavailable for mm-hmm. the run, so they had to drop out. Things happen. Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of years. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So the, it's in two acts. Is that right? Yes, it's mm-hmm. two acts. Uh, the first act is a little longer, mm-hmm. um, of course. and the second right. act is a little shorter. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, it's it's two acts, and it's it's pretty tight. It's like a pretty tight little show, you know. Um, it doesn't drag on, is what I'm trying to say. How? What's the runtime? Are you doing it every we're st- night? We're still trying to figure out exactly because you know we're trying to tighten things up a little bit more as we yeah. go, like and get the comedy down you know, punch it up and stuff. Um, but I would say approximately two hours. Right. Maybe, maybe two fifteen. Two fifteen. Uh, with, with intermission. Plus intermission. Plus intermission. <laughs> yeah. So like, so you're, you're going to say like two hours, best, best case scenario, two hours with intermission, like two fifteen. Two fifteen. <laughs> two twenty. Yeah. But like, don't quote me on that. Don't, just, don't just go to the bathroom before you come in. But, the, but you'll have an intermission, so you can go to the bathroom in the in the middle. It's fine. Okay. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. They got <laughs> their bathrooms there. Jim has a back alley too. Oh my god! Don't go there. Don't, don't go. In don't the back go in the back alley. alley. There's all sorts of stuff there. That you, yeah, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> Everybody's just <laughs> laughing in here. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit more about yourself, Lauren. Oh, God. Okay. Back fine. to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, so, so there's no way we can like go back to the beginning and edit that whole beginning part where I totally had to put my foot in my mouth because I was so tripped up. No. 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 Okay, great. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. No edits. Okay. What do you, what do you want to know, Cody? What do you want to know? 
Um, <laughs> so tell me a little bit just about your background. Um, like maybe let's just start from where do you go to high school and go from go onward from there. And also throughout that time, can you tell me a little bit about um, just art, uh, including things like perhaps yoga, which I know you have a little bit of a relationship with or not yoga, excuse me, meditation. I don't know why I said (laughs) yoga. Um, She just was looking at me like yoga. What? (laughs) Interestingly, though, I have started doing a yoga practice, so you know we can touch on that, too. Yeah. uh, Uh, Meditation. That was the thing. Uh, Lauren is is quite. The uh, I was about to say guru, but but that no. means something very different to both of us, I think. So I'm not going to say that. Um, yeah, when it, just just go from there. High school. Great. High school, Lauren. Um, go. Uh, I went to Pinewood High School. Uh, Shout in, out Pinewood. In Silicon Valley, <laughs> pr- particularly Los Altos, uh, if you've ever heard of it. Um, so um, it was a tiny little private school, but uh, it was good. I liked it. Uh, that is where I, I actually went to the same school, kindergarten through twelfth grade. So, yeah, what? they had like, <laughs> like a like really literally yeah. So there's like three campuses for the school. So like you have like the little little kids like first and second kindergarten through second grade, and then you have like the medium kids, <laughs> uh, third grade through sixth grade, and then you have um seventh grade through twelfth grade in the like the upper campus. So I've been I I went to the I went to school with the same people my entire life. For thirteen years you went yeah. to school with the same exact people. The yep. same exact place too. Like these three campuses are right next door to one another? Uh not next door. No. Uh well the the lower campus and the middle campus for the little littles and the medium kids, um, yes, they are pretty much next door. They're like three blocks away from each other. But the upper campus is in a different um, a different area. But yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy. I've literally <laughs> known like so. My graduating class in high school was the largest class at the time, probably for several years. We had sixty people in the class. Wow. I knew everybody. Very small pond. Yeah. A small small town. But you said this was like Silicon near Silicon Valley. Valley. I was like, no, yeah. it's just a private school. Yeah, just a private just school. Just a private school. That's the reason. For yeah. It. Yeah. But it still has that small town feel with like. Yep. Everybody you know, knows everybody's business. Everybody. It feels, I feel like I'm back there now being in like the community theater scene in Reno. It's like, it's like, oh, you know her? It's like, of course I know her. Like, you to, know, it's to like degree everybody knows everybody. Everybody like, knows everybody like, here. Hilariously, I was talking to Mary and Stacy the other night because I saw a murder ballad. I saw Cassie and murder ballad. Hey, um, and I, they were asking me how the show was. And I was like, oh, it's so good. And it's so fun because I know everybody in the show. And they looked at me and they went, so do we. And Mary was like, "It's a small town, honey." I was like, "I was like, I forgot. You know everyone. You yeah. know literally everyone." Mary probably and, knows <laughs> pretty much everybody in town. And yeah. it's funny. I they didn't actually say it like that. I said it way more sassy than they said it. But they yeah. did give me a look like, "Where have you been?" And I'm like, "I'm just. I moved here in 2019. I forget." Yeah. <laughs> well, it's still fresh for you. I mean, like, you're not gonna. You're still gonna meet new people for. Ages. I mean, especially with the way that the town is growing. I know. guess. I guess. I don't know. Californians. I don't know. But yeah, um, so I went to a super tiny school. Uh, uh, I developed my love of, of writing and acting there. Mm-hmm. And then I, I went to UCLA. Mm-hmm. Totally denied all of my instincts. And I went for a sociology major. All right. What was the I don't know. What was the plan there? You don't know? <laughs> I don't know. You're, just, you're just like sociology but here I, was I like, come. I'm not good enough to be an actor and I, I hadn't really embraced writing because my sister is a writer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, that's her thing. You know, that's mm-hmm. her thing. I can't do that too. Stupid. Mm-hmm. I can of mm-hmm. course I can do that too. Anyway, but um but I hadn't really like embraced writing and I was like, I'm not good enough to be an actor at UCLA. If I just if I audition, I'm gonna get turned down and I can't handle the rejection. Stupid. So anyway, so I got my major in sociology and a minor in African studies. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Random a little mm-hmm. well, not really random for me, but a little weird. But um, you know. So then I I moved to New York. 
Yeah. And that's when I got back into like acting and writing and stuff like that. Makes sense. I, I attempted to produce a web series. Uh huh. How'd that go? I have mixed feelings about it because it it was good for a first thing. It was like the first thing that I ever really, really did. And um, uh, it was good mm-hmm. for, for what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like looking back on it, I'm just like, oh, I should have made such different choices. You know, like looking at my acting, like because I was I was directing and acting. Mm-hmm. which is very hard to do, especially when you're just starting out and you're just like figuring things out. Um, so like looking back at my performance, I'm like, no. So yeah, but that's when I like actually got back into it. Um, and then I did, I did some theater there too. Uh, then I took a hiatus, moved to San Diego. I didn't really do much for like two years while I lived in San Diego. Um, I tr- surfed. No. <laughs> Fish tacos and surfing. I tried to write a feature, but that didn't go so well. What happened there? What was the name of it? Um, it, it only had a working title, and I was writing it for some friends of mine mm-hmm. who were, who were going to produce it. Um, but I really didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like, writing a feature is not as easy as I thought it would be. <laughs> so, so I didn't really know what I was doing. So I gave, like, there were some good ideas there, and, like, we had a good start. But it just it didn't go anywhere. So um, I might revisit that now that I actually sort of do know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved to Reno because I was tired of like paying California and New York prices for, you know, living. Yep. Um, and uh, my cousin has lived here basically her whole life. And she was like, oh, there's a great theater scene. Like you can get back into acting and stuff. And I was like, great. So. I've been here. We, I moved here June of 2019. Mm-hmm. And then we all know what happened. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've been here ever since. Yeah. Um, so as far as writing is concerned, are you currently writing anything? I have written a pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a comedy pilot. Okay. Um, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Every yeah. everyone I've shown it to thinks it's hilarious, so that's good. Um, and it, it's it's not quite finished yet, but uh, it's getting there. Yeah. And then um, I there's a couple of things in my head that I need to write. Um, actually, uh, John Frederick, mm-hmm. he has talked to me about possibly like collaborating on on like producing a short film or something. So we talked about some ideas and, uh, there was one idea that I'm, I'm really excited about. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to share it, so I'll, I'll keep it to myself, but there, there's this one idea that's, that's really cool that he had that I'm, I'm going to develop into a short. For sure. Any ideas you can tell us about or working titles or, um, I need to revisit my book. (laughs) I was going to, I've been trying to write a novel, a zombie apocalypse novel Ah. for years. Yeah. And, um, I've stopped and started, stopped and started. And, um, I, I, I need to get back to that because I do think there is something there. Um, Yeah. yeah. Writing and acting at the same time is next to impossible, at least for me. I don't know how you feel. I like I have this mode where it's like, what if I'm performing, I will stop doing other things in order to reserve my energy for the performance. And I just do it without thinking about it. Like, like a couple hours before the performance, I'll just like sit there and I'm like, I should go be productive. I should do like anything. And I just won't, you know? Mm-hmm. And then afterwards you give all the energy. You don't want to write, you know? Yeah. And then you, you wake up really early and you're like, oh, I had a show last night. I should just relax and reserve my energy for the show. And you just don't want to, I don't know. That's, that's me. Are you able to juggle it pretty easily doing, uh, writing and, and, uh, well, here's the thing. Anything hands on. Yeah. Here's the thing. So, um, what's the thing? A few months ago, I, I, I wasn't rehearsing yet for the show. Um, and I was able to work and write just fine. Especially because I was in a I was in a um, a class to help me develop my pilot, mm-hmm. 
And so having those deadlines and like those that clear structure of like this is how you develop something and then you have feedback from your classmates and from your teacher, that really kept me on top of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And but like in March, we had like a launch for for my work. So we were like launching this whole new like set of products and things. And um, it was just total crunch time. So all the writing kind of fell to the wayside. Mm -hmm. And then I had started rehearsals for the revolutionists. So it was like work, rehearse, work, rehearse. And I haven't I haven't really written since then. That is fine. So. <laughs> Taking a break is good. But I just, I don't know how I can actually juggle like the writing and the acting because I haven't really it's gotten so to that point hard. yet. It's like, you know, I feel like they're, bo- they're both performances. And that's the reason why I can't do both because I need energy for one performance at a time. I don't, I don't feel that way about writing. I don't know if I, I feel that f- way about like it. It's like a pre-planned performance, you know, because I'm at the, I, I watch things things sometimes where, you know, where everything is flawless and everything melds and, and you're like, oh my God, it was so good. And you don't think about anything. But then there are other times where I watch it and I'll be like, the art department was good. The camera was good. The acting was good. And there are times where I say the writing was so good. And it's not necessarily the acting. It's not necessarily the directing. It's just certain lines are so freaking clever you know what I mean the certain things that are said and like it's a performance that um is just like any other it's it's given over the course of time you know um and and people will discover it over the the course of time you know but it's only for people if they want to choose to discover it because you have to be able to willing to to press play or to read the book or whatever medium it is that we're talking about, you know, even, even with music, even if it's uh, like a CD and you're like, if you're just recording things onto a CD, onto an album and you don't play it for anybody, you know, is it a performance? It's, it's still a performance. You still performed for yourself and, and for that piece, you know, regardless if anyone ever were to see it. That's an interesting way to think about it. I've never thought about it that way. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's just how I think about it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. No, but I, I guess that, that is true. Um, I, I, I guess I think about, if I were to think about it that way, I think it would be more in terms of a short story or a novel or something that is actually like written prose that you are reading off of the page. Then I feel like it is more of a performance but maybe it's just because with with my experience with screenwriting in particular, especially now since I've taken that that development class, it is a little bit more um, structured. There's like a little bit yeah. more of a recipe for it. I get it. I which get it. isn't a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you, I guess maybe I just haven't like found that sort of like dance with it yet that flow yeah well everyone has their flow you know like yeah. once once you have how to get from point a to b and you have the muscle memory of the story you have what it is to to do that and and um i don't know i think it just becomes easier over time right and uh and everybody everybody's different you can't do it until you've done it Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many projects we both have where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here asking you, oh, anything you can tell us about something you're writing right now? And I'm sure the real answer is yes. I have about 50 ideas written down in a notebook and about five of them are super good. And I've started writing those five. But out of those five, one of them I've written more than the rest. But I eventually put them all to the side because it is that weight. It's like that muscle where you're like going for you know, you want to do a hundred pounds, but like you, you try to go for it and you're doing 20 and you're just like, Oh, I can't, I got to rest. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just rambling on. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not the, the, um, I don't generate the way that you do, you yeah. know, like I feel like you have, you, you have like, you know, 
10 fingers in 10 different pies. You know what I mean? Like you've got all these, all these, <laughs> that's a fun it's visual, long right? Fingers. But you've got, you've got like all the irons in the fire, right? Is that a better, is that a better Yeah, that's analogy? a better, yeah, irons in the fire. Yeah, that's a, that's a better one. <laughs> all the irons in the fire. And like, I, I have like, I don't know maybe like three or four different brain fires happening at one time and I'll like stick an iron in and then I'll be like, nah, that, maybe that's not such a good idea. And mm-hmm. then I'll like stick an iron in a different one and like I'll just kind of bounce around and it's like, okay, well, I don't know. So I don't I don't know if I have 50 projects that I have five written. <laughs> like it's more like I have five really great ideas in my head. Mm-hmm. Two I actually have written one is in development and then the other two are still all up here. You know, like I, mm. 50, 50 is overwhelming. That's, That's a lot. <laughs> you know, I heard, I heard this thing once that someone said, uh, create creativity can be a curse. If you have too many ideas that you'll become overwhelmed with them. If you don't choose to actually just sit mm-hmm. and do one of them. Mm-hmm. I've heard it from a couple different people. And I've thought to myself before, like that's me sometimes for sure. But that's why, I mean, there are certain projects that, um, like, like I myself have tried to write a book. I have like 16 chapters written of the book and I've had ideas for other books that I refuse to start because mm-hmm. I haven't finished the first one. And it's kind of like that for a couple different things, you know? So there's that. I have a, a, a mini series that I'm writing, a Western mini series. It's called Sisters Gold. Um, I have about 154 pages of this sucker written and it's supposed to be seven episodes, 55 pages a piece. So episode two and three are done. Done. Episode one is about half done. Episode four is started. Um, And that's as far as I've gotten on that. And I'm not like, as far as screenwriting goes, that's all I'm doing for TV. I wouldn't start another TV thing. Well, there's, there's different philosophies about that though. Right. Like, like, for for example, like Taika Waititi, right? Mm-hmm. He talks about his process and he says that he'll like write something and then he'll put it away mm-hmm. and he'll start other things as they feel charming, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then he'll be like, oh yeah, that thing. And then he'll pull it out and he'll read it and then he'll throw it away and rewrite it again from memory to mm-hmm. see if he can like make it better, if anything new flows. So like... He'll just like put it away and then come back and like it's no like it's no big deal. So like maybe you could start another project, another TV thing or another book. And then that would inspire something for the ones that you already have. That is true. And that kind of uh, that's kind of weird. You say that it reminds me of two different people. One Stephen King and one is Martin Scorsese. Uh, Stephen King, when he writes his stuff, he puts it away for like six months. He'll write a complete book. He'll write whatever. He puts it away, locks it in a drawer, just doesn't even look at it for six months. So you can come back to it with fresh eyes, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first step of Taika Waititi's method. But the other is interesting because Martin Scorsese does this thing. I believe it's Martin Scorsese where he he reads novels. Like most of his movies are made from novels. And then when he actually like does the film, he only him him and the screenplay person when they read it they only put in the things they remember from reading the novel the first time because those are the parts that are the most interesting parts mm-hmm. you know all the other parts doesn't matter if there's too much information in a novel anyway i think i'm quoting the right person maybe i'm completely wrong pretty sure it's <laughs> scorsese though he reads it once and he's just like yep that was good that was good that was good Oh, I have a fact checker in the room who might be fact checking said thing. <laughs> we'll just put that uh, off to the side and we'll come back to it at some other time, you know, mm-hmm. like all those famous people that we admire. Yep. Um, <laughs> give me give me some inspirations that you have. Artists, people that you aspire to be like. I know you're uh, another one of your aspirations is VO work. Okay, well, hold on a second. It's a lot of questions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this in a different direction. Are you Do ready it. for this? Can I just can yes. I hijack this conversation? Hijack it. Okay, so I don't know. You you know the Enneagram. Yes, right? I do. Yeah. Yes, we've talked about the Enneagram many times. Have you heard of human design? Uh, I think you were telling me about this. Was I? I think you were telling me about this. Yeah. Tell me. Okay. Tell me more. Human design 
has been changing my my life. Mm-hmm. Um, like actually, I'm not even kidding. Um, so the Enneagram was super useful to me, like understanding, uh, understanding my fears basically, because the Enneagram tells you what your defense mechanism in life is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, that literally is what it is. Um, it's how do you protect yourself and defend yourself from scary things? Mm-hmm. Human design is how do you, how are you designed to best use your energy and make decisions and like where does your intuition come from mm-hmm. um that sort of thing so there's there's five different types in human design and you have the generator types there's two of them there are manifesting generators and then there's generators and i think you're probably one of those types i'm not sure one which of the generators. yeah one of the generators okay. because you freaking generate like crazy, you know, you're always going, 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 going. And that's like a, a hallmark of that type. Then the second, the so those two types together currently make up 70% of the population. Then you have projectors. They make up about 20% of the population. Those are people who are like really good in one-on-one situations. They have to protect their energy a little bit more. They're not meant to do all the doing. They're really good in like, counseling positions or like life coaching or like things where they interact one-on-one with people. Mm-hmm. Then you have about 9% of the population, which is manifestors. So <laughs> I, and this, this blew my mind, right? Because so manifestors are the people that are supposed to be coming up with the new ideas. They're the ones that you mm-hmm. look at them and you go like, what are they thinking? Like, this doesn't make any sense, but they go off and they do their thing. And then you're like, oh my gosh, that was an amazing idea after all, you know, but you don't understand their process. And I am a manifester. Um, And learning about that totally like cracked open my mind because I was like, this is why I'm not like other people. Mm -hmm. Like, this is why I cannot just go, 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 go all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, why I don't just produce and create like constantly. I need rest. My ideas come in rest. Mm -hmm. Um, And why I like, that's just how I work. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, um, it's the the reason that this came up in my head is, oh, before I move on, the last type is reflectors. They're like 1% of the population and they are, they like they can have attributes of all the other types at various points mm-hmm. so they can act like a generator at one time they can act like a manifester at one time or act like a projector i don't really understand the reflectors so well um but there's lots of resources for human design so you should go look it up and find out your design mm-hmm. but <laughs> Maybe but I will. Um, but anyway so um the reason this this came to my mind when you asked me what is inspiring to me is like, yes, I definitely have people that I look up to. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like, watching Fleabag was, like, as I was watching it, I was like, this woman is doing all of the things that I want to be doing. She's writing. She's acting. She's completely breaking out of the mold Right. Have you seen Fleabag? I have seen a couple episodes and I've uh, it's one of those shows that I have on my list. I'm literally I'm behind on everything. I know Fleabag came out before Euphoria, but I'm literally like three episodes from finishing the second (laughs) season of Euphoria. So that's that's where I'm at. I'm also on the, the fourth episode of Better Call Saul. And I need to watch Better Call Saul. I'm on like I've I've seen one season, one and a half seasons of no, I've seen two seasons of Atlanta, but the third season just came out, and I, I got to watch Atlanta. Got to rewatch the whole thing because it's been too long. Just got to rewatch the whole thing. But to answer your question, uh, basically, no. Like the, I, the, what I remember is the scene in the beginning of an episode where all the people are on the train, and yeah, uh, yeah. and she just yells at the end of it like "I'm on my period," or everybody yells it or something. It, it was really funny. Yeah. I don't know, and a lot of. The, I really enjoyed the the writing and uh, yeah and all that. It's it's one of uh, Courtney's favorite shows. She she introduced me to it. Shout out to Courtney, who's in Norway now. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but yeah, so, so Phoebe Waller-Bridge, amazing. Uh, so like, I definitely have people that inspire me, but at the same time, like the whole idea of just coming full circle, the whole idea of, um, manifestors, they're not meant to follow the norm. And I've always felt like I'm definitely going to the beat of my own drummer, right? Like I'm, I do not fit in with the way other people think I should. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am not built for a nine to five. I'm just mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. I do not have the energy. I do not have the attention. I do not like, no, it, it, it depletes me more than it, it would necessarily a generator type who that can go, 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 and then keep going some more, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, like I, 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 like I am meant to, they, they call it initiate and inform. Mm. Like, like this. I say like so many times. Can we edit out all like the likes? <laughs> like, like, um, like this. Like, 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 um, initiate and inform. Like, um, like, like um, on like. a podcast about <laughs> this subject. So, uh, I'm going to try not to say those words now. Um, like, okay. God damn it. I just did it. <laughs> I just swore. Great. So <laughs> do what so, you like. I mean, fuck it. Do know? what I like. Um, that sounds like great. So, <laughs> so there's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cassie's rolling her eyes at us. This is great. Um, so, so initiate and inform means I am designed to basically do my own thing, initiate, come up with a new way of doing things how I think it's best forget what everybody else says, but inform the people around me who might be affected. So if I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, design this new thing and do this this day or whatever, I should tell the people that might be affected in my immediate vicinity. But otherwise, I'm going to do my thing and you need to just let me do it because uh, I'm like stepping into my power. So, um, yes, I have lots of inspirations. I love... Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. I love Taika mm-hmm. so, so, mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. I really like Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. I love his films. Um, and uh, Phoebe. Mm-hmm. I love Phoebe. I love her so much. Is it the top top three right there? Uh, right now, yeah. Those are some yeah. great names, though, that right you came now, out with. Yeah. Those, are, those are like my top inspirations at the moment for writing. Yeah, um, yeah for writing. And stylistic choices. Because mm-hmm. uh, they all, all three of them have their own flair and their own style, especially in their writing and their dialogue and, and how they, how they create. Mm. But, uh, but beyond that, I'm going to do my own thing. Okay. So yeah, that's just, that's what it is. Jeez. (laughs) Yep. Um, uh, two more, two more things real fast. Can you give me like a voice? You're, you want to, yeah, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. Once again, for the 15th time in the podcast, we're putting um, Lauren on the spot. Can I get... What voice would you a, like? Would you voice? like my Dobby? <laughs> yes. Give Dobby's me, a popular Give one. me Dobby. The po- give me... Can I get all the popular ones? <laughs> can I get like a, a little sampler real fast? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, Dobby kind of sounds like this, Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter, thank you so much for these socks or whatever Dobby would say. I don't know, but this is kind of my Dobby. Can I interview you, Dobby? No, come back, Dobby, come back. Dobby. Yes? Would you like to ask me something, Mr. Cody? Yeah, Dobby, with all the clothing that's in the world going into, like, landfills and things like that, you know, H&M and all those places being just tyrannical um how why why did it take you so long to get that sock is it just everyone hating on you well it has to be a gift you see that's Mr. Right. cody excuse me i can't just pull something out of the landfill you know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god even though there's a lot in there can i get another voice who, who else you got on there dobby's your dobby's great by the way uh who who can i do Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, give me a human. A hum a human? N- not to be elfist. Uh 
speciesists. Well, Hermione sounds oh. like this. She's very proper, and she talks like this up in her head. So that's my Hermione. Lot, lots of uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> well, going you on see, right <laughs> I read all seven books yep. aloud with voices uh, to my ex. So, yeah, over the course of several years. Shout out um, Lauren's ex. Yeah. Over the course of several years. Yeah. He was like, you've never read Harry Potter? And I was like, no. He's like, we're reading it. So we, we would go Shout on long out drives. Ex. We would go on long drives and he would he would drive while I read because I don't get car sick. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um, so you have a lot of British accents, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you give me like, uh, uh, give me an American accent. Any American accents you can just like. I mean, you're besides yours, right now. Besides yours. Oh, did you did you see on my Instagram the other day? I did I did I did a little sample of uh, Audrey. Uh, ooh, ooh, from uh, Little Shop, Audrey. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah keep Seymour. going. Seymour. Seymour. <laughs> just gonna say all the catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you get into it. You yeah. know, you gotta like I I I I mimic. So you mm. know, I have to like hear it in my head and then you know say a couple of things. Can that you say it, doctor? Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> oh wait, no, it's yes, yes, doctor. Yes, doctor. There it is. Yes, doctor. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's a really that's a really fun one. Any other ones you want to pull out real fast? Just one one last one. I don't know. I don't know if any, I any accents. New New York. Well, it's kind Audrey's of, kind yeah, of New York. she's kind of New York, yeah. yeah. Or Southern Twang, or Florida. Southern Twang. Southern Twang. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're putting me on the. I'm spot putting again. you on the spot <laughs> once again. I mean, it's it's fine if you don't. If uh, last chance, going once, going twice. I, Anything I mean, that you just got laying around. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. How do you sound in the in the show? In the show, yeah, I use my normal voice. Normal voice, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was, there's no French accents. I say some French words. Oh, can I get your French words real fast? Are they gonna? Is it gonna ruin anything? Uh, no, I I say, uh, vive la France, vive la République, vive la France, vive la République, uh, and then there's a, there's other the other characters say other French words. But do you do you speak French? Oui. Yeah. Well, speak some French for us. There you go. Just because you sound very good. What would you like me to say? It's just, just say, <laughs> uh, can can you say, uh, my name is Lauren Shaw. Everyone can probably say Je that. Lauren. Uh, I am doing a stage play. I don't know how to say stage play. I'm doing. I don't know how to I'm say doing play. A show. I'm doing a show. I don't know how to say show. Honestly, I'm doing an entertainment piece. <laughs> I will find so many adjectives. Uh, Try me. I don't. I I don't know about that. So um, many synonyms. Excuse me. But like, if you had to, wanted to have like a, a conversation about like daily life and like mm-hmm. things that happen. What, in what, daily what's the weather life, like today? Maybe. What's the weather like today? Il fait froid. Il fait froid aujourd'hui. Mais il fait beau. What did you have for breakfast? Uh, j'ai mangé une bagel. <laughs> j'ai mangé une bagel et, et ensuite. Uh, what else did I have? I don't know. I don't know what else I ate. Can you say, I am a cupcake? Je suis une cupcake. I don't know how to say cupcake. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Je suis une gâteau de cup. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. Um <laughs> Well, uh, can we just get the dates and everything for the show you were in one yeah, last time? the show that we talked about way before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Back to that. Uh, the Revolutionists, we're opening this weekend, Friday the 13th. Uh, we've got three days this weekend, 13, 14, 15. Then we're doing Wednesday through Saturday next week. So I believe that's 18, 19, 20, 21 if I'm correct about that. And then the following week, our last weekend, is the 26, 27, and 28. And we will have all of the info in the description right below. Um, where would one go to get tickets? Goodluckmacbeth.org. Is it org? 
I think it's org. I, it's org, yeah. I it's goodluckmacbeth.org. <laughs> I think they do their, do they do it through brown paper tickets? Um, there's probably a link so. on goodluckmacbeth.org. You can also follow me on Instagram mm-hmm. and there's a link in my bio. What's, what's the, what's your Instagram? <laughs> I am at the Lauren Shaw. At the Lauren Shaw. Mm-hmm. I believe it'll probably be on Good Luck Macbeth's Instagram and Facebook as well. But but follow me and get it from my Lincoln bio. But you can get it from Lauren specifically <laughs> and follow her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe she'll follow you back if you're cool. Maybe. 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 Just maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Cool kids only mm-hmm. on her Instagram. Yeah. Um, well, if that is it, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And um, that is it. Au revoir. Until next time. Au revoir. Cuckoo. What do you say? Cuckoo? How do they say it? Cuckoo is high. Oh, that's it. Cuckoo. Au revoir. Oh, no. That's, that's high. high. <laughs> I'm saying. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not Hawaii. It's not. Au revoir is au revoir. bye. Um, or you could say a bientôt. Which a is, bientôt. Which is like, see you soon. Can we say it at the same time? A bientôt. One, two, three. A bientôt. <laughs> oh my God, what did our faces do?